When you get home from a long day, you might open a delivery app to order from your favorite restaurant. But what if that restaurant doesn't know that they're listed on the app? Well, Chicago has reached a $10 million settlement with Uber Eats over deceptive practices. And the city's taking Grubhub and DoorDash to court in the coming months. Here to break it down for us is Ashok Selvam, editor of Eater Chicago. Welcome back, Ashok. Thanks for having me. So the city announced this settlement yesterday. What's the backstory here? Why was the city suing Uber Eats in the first place? Well, they were suing Uber Eats. That was kind of the, the mystery. Uh, last summer, uh, the city kind of came down on uh, Uber Eats' two competitors, Grubhub, which is based in Chicago, and San Francisco-based DoorDash. And they had these twin lawsuits, and uh, they had all this rhetoric about how they were you know, fighting for independent restaurants and going to make sure that they were going to keep fees down. And you're wondering, well, where's Uber Eats here? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there's no mention of them. In one of the interviews I did with a city attorney, he kind of alluded when that all broke down in, in August of 2021 that, you know, we're, we're working on something. I, I can't really tell you what we're working on, but, you know, Uber Eats isn't off the hook. And, you know, lo and behold, uh, months later, uh, they've been working behind the scenes on the settlement. Mm. So they, the, the city took DoorDash and Grubhub to court over the same some of the same issues and essentially Uber kind of managed to avoid that same treatment, at least for a while. You know, there was a lot of folks are, are talking to me and saying, well, how did Uber Eats avoid the, uh, you know, the city's uh, legal fury, if you will? Yeah. And that's kind of been their attitude in similar lawsuits all across the country. They've taken a, a little less combative stance. And uh, working with uh, municipalities in San Francisco, uh, which uh, sued both Grubhub and DoorDash, uh, Uber Eats was kind of like the, a third party that worked as a, a liaison to help that those lawsuits come to a, uh, a settlement in the Bay Area. So they've been a little bit uh, like I, I, like I, reasoning behind that is a little mysterious. Mm-hmm. You could kind of maybe guess. Uber is a larger company. They're not so dependent on food delivery alone, so right. they can afford to take a a, a, a little, uh, you know, a, a friendlier stance. But the, the reasoning is, is kind of unclear at this point. So tell us more, Ashok, about other cities taking legal action against some of these these apps. Well, San Francisco is definitely the leader there, and it okay. has a lot to do with DoorDash being, uh, you know, headquartered there. There was a lot of, a lot of questioning, and I think there was a lot of pressure on on their mayor to do something. And and Chicago, Chicago didn't exactly drag its feet when it comes to instituting stuff like a fifteen percent uh, cap on on fees. Uh, this is what happens when like uh, these third parties charge a certain percentage of an order to you know on things like marketing fees and listing uh, on their online uh, you know uh, profile on their uh, on their uh, database, things like that. And these fees were kind of getting out of control. San Francisco was kind of very loud. Chicago was right there behind them, but but it, they did take a little time to institute the the fifty percent cap. That came a little behind New York and San Francisco and a lot of other uh, cities. And I, I I can't tell you well. Maybe it was a strong lobbying. Yeah. Uh, I I it, it's it's very bizarre that you know they had so momentum. There's was a very infamous. Uh, city uh, council meeting where the Illinois Restaurant Association invited all these restaurants to basically like just go off on third mm. parties and and all their all their problems and I think that really 
you know, really got the, these issues on the radar in Chicago, but it took a while for them to institute. Yeah. What, what are you hearing from the affected restaurants? Oh, right now they're happy, but in this case with this Uber Eats one, um, there is a, the city set up a website for restaurants to apply to get a piece of a $500,000 amount that Uber has allotted in the settlement that will go to restaurants that were listed on their platform without their permission. Mm-hmm. So usually, you know, when you have a, like a restaurant had all these problems with outdated menus, and, well, menus like basically someone really liked this restaurant. Like, oh, we really like this fried chicken restaurant, but they never bothered to tell that fried chicken restaurant that they wanted to be on their platform. So they just kind of you know, very jankily scanned a, a menu or maybe they typed one in Google Docs. They posted that. Then the restaurants would mysteriously get orders, oh. even though they weren't affiliated. They didn't enter any agreements with these platforms, I see. and which you know can cause high volume. Like when you have only a couple people in the kitchen, you can't keep up with these these uh, these orders that come from different parts of the right. town. And then you have mysterious folks just showing up at your restaurant saying, "Oh, I'm a delivery driver. Here's my you know here's here's uh, I need I need my order for an order that never came." Yeah. So, uh, there were a lot of concerns. How can restaurants find out if they're eligible to to get part of this settlement? Well, the city thinks they they estimate there are twenty five hundred eligible restaurants that were listed without their permission on, on Uber Eats. There's a website, and you can go into you know uh, the city website, or better yet, go to uh, eaterchicago.com. There's a story right at the on the front page with okay. all the uh, the all the links. And uh, the deadline to apply for a piece of that $500,000 is uh, January 29th, and uh, payments will allegedly uh, be paid out by March 1st. You heard anything from any of the apps? Uh, you know, Uber, very predictably, they said that, you know, they're very happy that this is behind them. You know, and I think it's it's kind of being like a old message board culture. You're first, so you can kind of they, – they, they didn't take any shots against their competition, mm-hmm. but I think they feel very – Superior that they, you know, they they wash their hands of, of, of this little uh, mishap. Uh, DoorDash last week, it, it, it's funny. Uh, Bears quarterback uh, Justin Fields had a deleted tweet where he apparently ordered from uh, Uber Eats and then he didn't get his order and he was like, uh, he was very angry about it. He deleted that tweet. Now, like days later, uh, it comes into a settlement. You know, you could call it the Chicago Bears effect. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure. But when I talked to DoorDash for that story, they said we're in a much different position. Uh, it's going to take a little while for uh, the lawsuit to reach a resolution. Yeah. And I haven't checked with Grubhub in a bit, but I'm, last time I did check in with them, they were in the same boat. Yeah. You've been watching these lawsuits from the very beginning. I remember when you were on talking about your story last summer. Have you changed the way that you use these apps, Ashok? I'm I'm curious. It's it's strange. Uh, the 15% cap has expired for a bit, but, you know, kind of as like a courtesy agreement, like these uh, companies have tried to reduce because I think they're afraid of the uh, PR backlash they would get if they try something a little bit yeah. uh, that would be perceived underhanded. Um, there are a couple of great options that you can avoid these apps. I still call when 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 I can, yeah. Uh, like in the South Loop, there's a wonderful uh, new company called Entree, where they deliver meal kits that were uh, prepared by a like, very accomplished chef. Yeah, and they they don't they don't hurt the restaurants that way. But yeah, that's a good it, idea. It's yeah, it's it's, it's different. And then there's uh, there like you know 
there are uh, bike messengers, which they even they are all season uh, cyclists in Chicago. Right, they will deliver hot and fresh, uh, even uh, in negative uh, temperatures. Yeah, so, no, that's good. Uh, yeah, my behavior has, has has not changed as much. I still like to have that direct contact, especially. I think the biggest difference with last time we talked is we have a vaccine. We're not mandatory masks. Right. Uh, that we can have that contact. So I think that's the biggest change in my behavior. That's Eater Chicago editor Ashok Salvam. Thank you so much. Thank you.